0: Mankind has been fascinated with realms outside of our conscious awareness. Through a series of interviews with practitioners, guest speakers, and experts, Liberate the podcast covers all that and more. From health and holistic healing to the supernatural, we aim to educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. Hello and welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. Today we have another special guest with us. We have one of our own, Janelle, um, from Liberate Emporium. She's uh, definitely one of those people that just lights up a room, um, and we're going to be talking about how she taps into the energy of crystals and all of the different facets and healing properties of crystals. Now, Janelle, as I mentioned, lights up a room when she comes in. She emanates that positive energy. She also does a lot of different other types of healing, Akashic Record readings, among other things. And, you know, let's uh, introduce Janelle. Janelle,
1: if you want to say hi. 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 <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I've been working with crystals um, for the last few years, and um, I've been also working as an Akashic Record practitioner since January, so uh, it's been going really well so far, and I'm looking forward to more. All right, awesome. Like, Tell me a little bit about what drove you down the crystal path. Um, it was interesting. I, <laughs> It's not like a fun story, but I did ayahuasca for the first time. And when I came out of it, um, I needed some like real energy healing. And I met this girl who does energy clearings, and she put this crystal in my hand. And I guess my energy had just opened up from that experience. And everything shifted for me. Like I, I it was, I wasn't holding a, a rock or something that looked pretty. I was holding something that was actually very much alive and uh, just radiated this energy that I'd never felt before. It was uh, an energy of like protection and clearing, and uh, just so many things started connecting for me. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. So that was the first crystal experience for me. And from there, I just, um, I actually went into a store and just started picking stones up one by one to see that I I could feel their energy and connect with them so that's where it started (laughs) interesting so for those that are
0: listening it 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 was really like a one day no awareness to having this awareness and sensitivity because I think that that's a a lot of times people will come in and they'll feel um they'll come in or they have questions about crystals and they'll say I'm not sure if I feel it yet or these different things like it can literally happen and you know just a moment you Mm -hmm. you know I
1: I guess the thing is I feel like people come in and I watch this a lot with with my clients like they think about feeling it and that's why they're not feeling it they're mm-hmm. they're almost processing it like am I feeling this and for me it was a it was a feeling first I I didn't put anything on it when she handed it to me I just it just I just allowed it to kind of come through and I was just I guess very receptive to it so um yeah, it's, it's in, interesting.
0: Interesting. I, I often say, you know, the sensitivity to energy and any any facet, whether that is energy of feeling like energy healing, or feeling the awareness of crystals, or feeling people or environments or different things like that, is is kind of in the analogy. And I know it's funny to say this, but the analogy of somebody's palate getting more accustomed to wine yeah. over a period of yeah. time. It's like at first, you know, maybe they want to taste the differences and and describe the tannins or the different things, but you know, it's just red wine or white wine. But after, after a little bit of mm-hmm. time, um, and they just drink it, mm-hmm. they start to realize that this one tastes slightly different than this one. And this one yeah, has that, absolutely. you know, but, yeah. um,
1: it's the same thing with energy. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So, so, so you
0: have this awareness where you know, and, and for those that don't know what ayahuasca is, you want to just set, like tap in a little I bit. I mean, of... I don't feel
1: like I still know what it is, <laughs> but it was a really crazy experience. <laughs>
0: So pretty much for those that look it up for that know it's 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 um it's a root that's like boiled down and you, I mean it can be smoked it can be boiled mm-hmm. or whatnot but it's uh, it has these healing properties it is a psycho a psychedelic yes. but it's not one of those ones that people do to have a fun trip it's very much a spiritual it's not journey. fun it's
1: definitely not fun it's it's not recreational at
0: all. <laughs> And, uh, you know, a lot of times it does have this ability and this effect to wake people up. Mm -hmm. There's also this, you know, it can have the opposite Mm -hmm. effect where it can really cause havoc in one's life too. So you have to be ready so not everybody run out and, you know, go and try ayahuasca because you want to wake up. I want to, you know, preference. What it does is
1: it brings up what you need to heal. And so whether you like it or not, there could be things you're totally not aware of. And in my case, that's what it was. There was a lot of things that I didn't realize were... In my closet, I guess, from, like, whatever past lives. So, <laughs> so we are not saying to yeah, go out and run yeah, and do please, it. Make sure you're ready. don't do your research. And
0: <laughs> so talk to me a little bit more mm-hmm. and talk to everybody about, about let's, let's dive into as you started going down that crystal path of, noticing and feeling the energy i think you know the interesting thing is like when you when you pick up one of those books like the crystal encyclopedia by judy hall or the crystal bible or different things like that a lot of times you're like where do people get this stuff from right, you right. know but you know janelle you feel it you could actually yeah, write actually one never, of those books i've
1: actually never read those books which i like, get. I've, fl- I've definitely like flipped through them just but it's almost like um <laughs> It's like me just checking in with what I already know. I was like, just making sure this, okay, great, this works with that <laughs> chakra. But, yeah, I mean, it's good, to, it's good to research the crystals. It's good to have all of that knowledge. But the most important, I think, is feeling it first. Mm-hmm. Really resonating with its energy first. What is that stone telling you? What, how does it work with you? Um, and then coming to those uh, conditions on your own with it. And then going in and doing the research and seeing how you can pull out maybe more like if there's something you're missing so
0: okay yeah Yeah, because not not every crystal or every stone is good for everybody
1: that's true yeah and i've actually it's interesting i've been drawn to stones that weren't ready for me like i would almost like i would pick it up and i'm like i I really want this but it it was like no i'm not (laughs) i'm not compatible right now come back (laughs) (laughs) later so yeah it's 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 all i mean all it's all about energy basically so wherever whatever frequency you are at is what you're going to attract with the stones, and the stones know what it is that you need. So, um, and there are stones that I, I, you know, like the ones that I used in the very beginning. I became very attached to. They're like my friends. You know, they, they, the way that I felt when I used them, how safe I felt. But then there was a time where they would, they didn't want to work with me. They would, and and this is, sounds funny, but like stones do find a way of like escaping so they would literally escape my presence because they mm. they wanted a break <laughs> it, but I was like that? well, like, how does it well, chill like, oh, I call them jumpers like you know I'll be like sleeping with a stone and I'll wake up and it's it's literally gone like I cannot find it anywhere and there's no ex- there's no explanation for it um, and then, you know, like a week later, I'll find it in some random place. So I just feel like there's something living about that as well, about that energy, that they'll find a way to, you know, not work with you and then come back uh, when you're ready for them again. so I, I guess what I'm saying is sort of people not having, forming a, a, an attachment to them and just knowing when you've graduated, because that that is what happens. Like you do graduate to other stones and then maybe you'll work your way back to the one yeah, Thank I mean think, think think <clears throat> about that with a lot of things, you know, sometimes you
0: outgrow a certain teacher mm-hmm. right not everybody stays in third grade forever right. you know you you graduate fourth grade yeah, and fifth grade yeah. and, and and so on that if you kind of look at stones as educational tools mm-hmm. for your energy body you know there are sometimes you stay with them for a while and yeah. sometimes they're in and out of your life in a very short period yeah. of time and
1: the great thing about that is that's what they've taught me is how we're always shifting and changing and you know it's like when you meet someone and you get stuck on them like oh I want to like hang out with this person all the time it's like you can't really have a codependency with people just like you can't with stones like you have to know when you're changing so they're really teaching me that um and showing me what level I'm at as far as like uh, my spiritual um ascension as well like there's some stones that are I was using that were not beginner stones they were like and I didn't know this I just was They were wanting to work with me, and uh, I felt them very powerfully, and then I would do research on them, and this is, like, you know, one of the more older, like, powerful stones, and I'm like, wow, you know, I must be... It it just taught me to respect my energy and, like, where I actually am in my spiritual journey, Um, what I'm able to work with, uh, what I'm able to open up, and... um,
0: yeah, it's, it's really, it's been amazing. And what are some of those stones? Just so, you know,
1: people that yeah, are yeah, sure. they're like, okay, uh, this older, wiser stone. Yeah, what yeah. is well, it new, new might is a okay. stone. And I actually recommend that stone for, I'm, I'm an empath, so I'm someone that feels energy on a very deep level from other people. But I also have the tendency to pick up energy from other people. So <laughs> Numite is a stone that's, uh, it's about 3.5 eight or 3.5 billion years old so it's it's one of the I think it's the oldest stone according to what I know and um, it's very grounding uh, but it also like puts up a a block around you a shield so it's very protective but it can also throw you into the dark night of the soul so it's it's, it gets you to work it's called the sorcerer's stone so it's very powerful uh, when you start opening up to what it can do and where it takes you you have to be ready for it so it's definitely not like a beginner stone, <laughs> absolutely. But uh, but I don't know, I feel well, like I just
0: let's let's to... let's go and start, you know, let's look at the crystals and the healing things, and maybe we can go over a couple different things that maybe people are working on in their yeah. life in like a general sense. I mean, sure. as Janelle's saying, it's you know, there's the stones really have to speak to you, and sometimes you know what we're saying might not be right for everybody. Right. But in a general like sense, if there are people that are just starting to become aware of stones, maybe starting a uh, spiritual journey, sure. would there be like maybe three or four that you
1: would really recommend Absolutely. working with? Yeah, there are stones that I call like staples—the ones that I think sort of work on a very basic level for everyone. Um, there's actually a lot of them, but I'll start with the the few. Amethyst being one of them, I think that's a very universal uh, protective stone. It's great for calming um, nerves, anxieties, things like that. And I feel like since so much of our society suffers with that, that uh, level of energy does resonate for people. Uh, rose quartz is a very, very gentle stone, but a very high vibrating stone for unconditional love. So I find it to be one of the easier stones to work with for the heart chakra because um, it is such a sensitive chakra and there are other stones that um, can overactivate it and make people really sensitive to it, or pull out too much. So I suggest rose quartz as like a gentle sort of introduction yeah. to that. Um, and then let's see whether there's some of the other ones. Basic grounding protection stones. I would say black tourmaline and smoky quartz are the easiest to work with. I would stay away from black obsidian. It's it's a working stone, so it's the kind of stone that will pull out things that are underneath, so if you're not ready to do the work on yourself, I wouldn't pick that up. (laughs) Yeah. So, Black Tourmaline, um... it pulls out negative energy, but it adds positive energy back. So I find it to be grounding and really soothing, um, you know, for people who need that.
0: Okay, and how would somebody work with stones? You know, I think that that's one of the questions. Yeah. I mean, you it's know, different like, for do everyone. Them? Do they meditate with yeah. them? Do they sleep I mean, with them? I yeah. Mean, what do they do? All, all of the
1: above. I mean, I think you do whatever you need to to communicate with it. I notice some people come in and they'll pick the stone up and they don't feel it in the store, but they'll probably feel it at home if they sat in Meditated with it, so it's just a matter of how open your energy field is and how receptive you are to the stone, um, what it is that you're asking of it. Um, So, I mean, I just suggest. I mean, first of all, you always have to hold it in your left hand if you want to receive its energy. So that's a common thing. People come in, they don't, they're not aware of that. That our left side is our receiving side. Mm -hmm. So you start um, by first, I think, first by being drawn to what it is, like being drawn to the stone. The stone kind of chooses you. I always feel like. You don't just like pick it. It literally like you'll walk to something and it's it's a it's a dual um, selection,
0: yeah. <laughs> basically.
1: Like the person's like, I don't know why, but this is calling me, you know, and that's for a very specific reason. They probably felt the energy from across the, the store. Um, and, and it's
0: sometimes not what they see even too, if they right. go to a
1: bowl of uh,
0: black tourmaline, it might, might not be the first piece they pick up, it might be one of those other Absolutely. ones, you know like exactly. and this one might be prettier to them aesthetically, or this uh-huh. one might be whatever, mm-hmm. and they want it to be that one, but they have to go with, yeah, you know. what
1: feels right Right. so um, that's that's the key yeah, you, you follow your instincts, follow your intuition only you know what feels right for you, and then hold it and see what, what resonates with you Um, And then, yeah, you can go home and and actually meditating with it is the best way to really unlock it. And I suggest using um, only one stone at a time so you can really feel the properties of that one stone because i actually it was crazy i was when i started doing this i was having so much fun and feeling so much and just you know i would have like 10 stones with me and it was a lot and it was like they were like can we just do this one at a time so i don't say just doing that definitely one thing at a time so you can really communicate with it and then once you've become aware of its energy and you connect with it that will never leave you'll always have that uh, like relationship with it. So you can put it down and come back to it, and you'll always know sort of what level that stone resonates at for you.
0: Okay. And what do you think, in your words, would be what's happening to your physical and energetic body when you're
1: uh, working with a stone? That's interesting. I mean, it, that's amazing. Uh, that's an amazing question because the stones work on spiritual physical and emotional. So they work on all three levels. So um, for instance, New Might, the stone that I was talking about, um, I was having a lot of um, energy blockages. And that's a stone that clears blocked energy for you, but you have to work with it by asking it to remove things that you can't remove yourself. So I sat in the meditation and I said, you know, please take from me the things that I'm having a hard time releasing. And I just sat there in sort of a really meditative state. And I, I promise you, I felt this like It was almost like someone took a mop and was just, like, pulling things out of me. Like, I could feel these things leaving. And I was like, wow. I sat up just going absolutely crazy that these uh, stones can actually heal physical blockages as well. It's not just, like, a feeling. It's actually, they work on behalf of you. Wow. Um, yeah. So that was really intense.
0: <laughs> okay. So you can, you can literally ask them to do things and they remove the blocks. Mm-hmm. You know, what about if somebody's just like carrying a stone with them? Let's say that they're carrying rose quartz mm-hmm. with them. Like, what do you think is uh, you know, in your perspective happening to, uh, you know, those three levels of, uh, of them, their spiritual, physical, and, uh, and energetic
1: selves. You mean just walking with Yeah, like, with like, like you know, so if
0: somebody's holding that, yeah. you know, you said, talked about how it it gives and it has this mm-hmm. vibration of unconditional love. I mean, is it opening their heart chakra? Is it, like, radiating through some of their energetic... Yeah, breathing? absolutely. When
1: you keep crystals on in your auric fields throughout the day, which I do a lot too, they do work with you throughout the day. I do think that um, the deepest work comes from being in a meditative state with them. I don't really think walking around holding it will actually do anything physical but I think that it is like either working with keeping your heart open for the day or protecting it putting up a shield around you for the day for your energy you know things like that so their most basic properties are at work when you're using them okay yeah and what about when you sleep with them? Um, that's interesting too, because um, they they are working with you as you sleep. But I find uh, setting an intention with them because okay. everything shuts down when you're sleeping. So if you want to really work with them during your sleep, I suggest setting an intention. Um, Putting them under your pillow and they actually do help with um, like I was having some crazy dreams and things like that Uh, Everything was sort of opening up for me So I needed to sort of ground that and shut off that channel And so I put stones under my pillow and asked that they help sort of like guide me through the night safely and they worked Yeah, I mean I felt more peaceful and and yeah. yeah, that that's an interesting thing. Um,
0: you know, in, in my studies and learning, you know, the yeah. stones have consciousness. Yeah, and so do. when they you know. instruct their consciousness yes. to work with what, especially with what they're good with. Uh, you know, and clear quartz is a good example of that because mm-hmm. it can mimic any energy of mm-hmm. any crystal. Mm-hmm. So you say, you know, you know, I instruct you to, you know, continue to clear out mm-hmm. the blockages in my heart chakra. Yeah, work, you know, until right. I tell you to stop or whatever the case may be, and you it will actually go to work. Absolutely. And I think that might be why, in a meditative state, you're concentrating and you're focusing on what it is your intention yeah. might be, absolutely and commanding that.
1: That's an interesting choice of words, too, instructing, because that's exactly what you're doing with that. It's, it is just a rock until you open it up, essentially. It is just a, a thing that's been laid into the earth, you know, until you ask it to help you. So yeah. once you find that piece that resonates with you, it's like then you have the key. You can just unlock the potential of all of it within yourself and within the stone. So it's very much a collaborative effort.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking
1: giving like modern day examples of, you know, how that
0: works. It's like if you think about, you know, you might have apps on your phone or programs Mm -hmm. on your computer, they're just sitting there idle until you go in there and you utilize them. Right. And so, I mean, for people, like, if you think about it that way, it is just what it is until you know how to utilize it. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, tapping in and realizing the power only exists when you allow yourself to really you know dive in
1: yeah absolutely otherwise it just sits there yeah it's true and I have gone to you know once I started working with crystals I would go to like a friend's house and I would see they're like oh I have crystals but they're in the corner like collecting dust and they're just like they're dead like I'm like they're not feeling anything they're not they're not working for you anymore um but but you can bring them back to life that's the thing you have to just remember it's like a It's a plant, essentially, that you have to water. It's something that needs to be cleansed, recharged, uh, paid attention to. I mean, it is a living being. So if it's dormant and sitting in a corner, it is going to, like, lose its power for the, for the moment. Um, and then that sort of gets us into, I guess, charging them. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Um, so the stones really work with the cycles of the moon. So, uh, and obviously them being from the earth. Uh, so there's different ways to, to, charge them. You can do it with intention. So you have to be really strong with your intentions or, uh, with, uh, the cycles of the moon. So the full moon is when you cleanse them and recharge them. And the new moon, you can set new intentions on how you want to work with them. So you, can lay them outside um, in plain moonlight uh, for 24 hours. Uh, you can also lay them on uh, what they call a selenite wand. Selenite's a beautiful crystal. It's self-cleaning. It, it charges um, everything, so you can do that as well. Um, and then also you, you can clean them and charge them by putting them in the earth, but I don't like to do that, like putting them in soil, because it's just a messy process. But mm-hmm. that's also an option uh, so that the earth can absorb um, any old energy that it doesn't need anymore, so... Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a fun process, too, you know? I mean, I, I go through this process every moon cycle. I'm always putting out my crystals and charging them and and cl- cleaning them. You use um, whatever, you know, herb resonates with you, but there's sweet grass, palo santo, sage, so whichever one you find is the best for you, there's different ways to clean them with that. But keeping them, you know, it's just like yeah. how you would a human or, or an animal. Like, you're really respecting that these are living beings that are working for you for your highest good and how would you care for them Um, and they actually do require that of you in order to work they won't just be on
0: it's it's like anything you know Mm -hmm. it's uh you know the failure to thrive syndrome in human beings you know where they did that study back in the 70s and they found that when they neglected the babies and they were just fed by machines and Mm -hmm. things like that, that they started to get really sick ailments and die because you need the human contact, you need to not neglect but going back on that that cleansing element you know and that's this is if you look at how you can cleanse your crystals that's the same way you can cleanse yourself and recharge yourself Mm -hmm. and so you know think about it in a very simple form is the purification by all four elements purification by water purification by wind purification by fire and purification by earth Mm -hmm. and so you know i think that that's um, you know, and I, I would agree, I love the, the the moon energy because, you know, if you put your crystals out in the sun, they can bleed uh-huh. all that beautiful color, I mean, it's not going to hurt the energy of the right. crystal, but you know, if you have this beautiful citrine or yeah. amethyst, all of a sun, it becomes kind of see-through and yeah, clear, right. so you know, that's yeah. one of the things. And there
1: are different stones that, that don't like uh, different processes, so you have to really that's why I say to research, because that's where the research really comes in, the that have done this work before, um, I discovered crystals, they they really know what they're talking about because there are stones that cannot, one, cannot be put in water to clean um, because they're made of water. (laughs) So they'll disintegrate. (laughs) Or stones that, like you said, don't like sunlight, like citrine and amethyst because they lose their color and they probably lose a little bit of their... um, they just, they just don't resonate with that frequency. Um, and then there's stones that you can't put in salt and things like that. So it goes on and on. So just really kind of, I actually have, um, I categorize my stones based on my different categories. It gets a little crazy. I'm like, do I go by chakra or do I go by cleansing method? I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but you have to, like, I, if you start developing um, a collection, it's important that you respect the needs and cares of each one. So you know how they how they like to be treated basically just like people i mean honestly it is kind of the same thing yeah you know and
0: they're all they're all unique and (laughs) they are mm -hmm. they all different
1: personalities
0: so you have the so you have uh cleansing them activating them you know um allowing yourself to pick and pick the ones that are the best for you Mm -hmm. at those period times and also that important note uh that don't get too attached to them because there's going to be a process of when Mm -hmm. you move beyond certain ones and into something different. And then there might be a process where you go back to it. Absolutely. Yep.
1: That's, that's definitely true.
0: So what about, you know, we talked about some beginner stones, but let's look at maybe, you know, what would you say the three biggest categories of people seeking stones would be, you know, like, Protection, love, like. What, what I would say
1: it? definitely protection. That comes up a lot uh, because we, as as we shift our consciousness and energy, we're a lot of people are becoming more and more sensitive. And with all the energy work people are doing, we're opening ourselves up more. So I find I'm constantly. I don't know if it's just me pulling people in uh, with my empathy, but I feel like I'm seeing a lot of empathic people that need this kind of help, um, especially children too, needing this shield of protection we're very sensitive to energy um the other one would be anxiety and that is a major thing i think it's a major problem you know obviously with everybody um but we all suffer this but it's there's a lot of stones that really help kind of ground those worries and and energies so i'm I'm finding that there's a lot to that too um i think the other one would be probably sorry (laughs) i'm going through Emotional, yeah, just people that have like emotional uh, attachments, grief. Those those are things that come up a lot too. They just cannot let go of something. Um, so in that case, I give them Lapidolite light or apache tears, which really helps with that. And those are really gentle uh, with working with those types of energies. So I would say the three would be the top three would be those. Okay, so
0: you have Apache tears and lipidolite uh, for grief, what about, what are your top two stones for protection and for anxiety? Uh,
1: protection, depending, and this is interesting because this is where it gets very layered, is depending on that person's energy, <laughs> um, so the pyrite is probably one that's multi-purpose that could be used for most people, and no matter how sensitive they are. Um, But then black obsidian is also great for protection, but that's usually for people who are more spiritually advanced Mm. or deal with greater amounts of darkness, like they've um, from past lives or whatever. And that's a very deep stone, but that's a very protective stone too. Um, Smoky quartz is probably the most gentle out of all of them, so I would say I give that to people who are really really at the base like beginning level um where they'll they'll feel comfortable using that Um, because you don't want to really inflict any harsh energy on anyone so sometimes the stones if they're very really powerful you know it can make someone uncomfortable if they're just not used to working with that energy so um that's the thing is finding protection but making it work with like for me I need new might which is but Mm -hmm. it has all these other properties that might not work for someone else because they're not at that level yet so it's hard to say or to label that, but I think that those are the top
0: ones. Okay, for and
1: what about for anxiety? Anxiety, uh pink mangano calcite is like maybe the best stone I've ever, I, I have it in my hand right now, I'm like crazy, how <laughs> I don't let it go, it's like a warm pink blanket wrapped around you all day long, um, and this actually, this stone doesn't want to leave me, I keep working with it every day, so obviously I have stuff to work on, but, <laughs>
0: mangano calcite, I like that, yes. you know, and it's, it's mm-hmm. also good for your heart, which I think anxiety, that's yeah. where it's not trusting yourself, yeah. and worrying about, the future absolutely. or the, or stressing about the past and so you're in that constant state of uh, lack of trust or um, concern that it has to be a certain way and so I think that that's, that's beautiful yeah like
1: absolutely that. and so many people do feel feel that we're always worried about what's next so if you mm-hmm. do suffer that immensely throughout the day I suggest pink mangon on calcite to help oh. ground it and keep your heart clear and your mind clear awesome yeah so if in, in, you know, kind
0: of wrapping up a little bit on every everything about crystals and working with their beautiful energies, mm-hmm. is there anything that we still haven't uh, kind of talked about yet that you think that is an important note to add?
1: Interesting. <laughs> there there's so many things. Um,
0: we can always have an advanced crystal. Uh, yeah, I think because
1: I, I, I jumped in so fast, I'm like you know, beginner advanced, I sometimes blur the lines, so I don't want to say too much, but no, I mean, just really respect that these are our living beings, and, and you'd be surprised what you would find when you, when you really try to open yourself up and try to understand them. It's like, um, they're not, I, I just, I just wish for everyone that you would come in, if you come into a shop, or you're drawn to a crystal, that you don't just see it as a rock, that you actually believe that there's more more inside of there just like how there's more inside of all of us so there's a lot of potential for growth so beautiful Yay. so well said thank you <laughs> thank you so much Absolutely. for joining us yes, today and sharing
0: sharing your beautiful knowledge uh, with everybody and you know if anybody ever wants to know a little bit more of course you can always uh, contact us at the shop and get a hold of Janelle that mm-hmm. way she's always available for sessions and um you know and we'll probably as we just talked about uh maybe have her on for a little bit more advanced, since this one kind of got into the beginning levels but let's talk you know next time maybe talking about you know some of those more advanced really intense mm-hmm. stones that people want to work with to get through a lot of their their dark nights of the soul and yeah. to clear that uh, out well thank you again and thank you for joining us on liberate the podcast um tune in next week for another amazing guest